Welcome to episode number 134 of the Couch on Ice podcast. I'm your host, Rylan, and we are back a little late than normal, but had some scheduling issues with all the boys, but we are finally all back together. So, how's it going today? I'll start with you, Jordan. Um, what's been happening in the past week? Uh, it could be better, I'll say, as a hockey fan. <laughs> it could definitely be better. Seconded. curse every year i agree uh stressful times there uh different stressful times in my pens land but chase how is it going for you oh pretty sweet pretty sweet um feeling pretty nice after that uh arizona win over florida panthers yeah go not panthers (laughs) go not the playoffs i agree um (laughs) i do think they will miss playoffs as well That defense is shocking without Ekblad, um, I have to say, to start this. It is kind of rough to watch that defense play hockey without Mackenzie Weger. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a bit different. But um, to start this podcast off, I think it is only fitting for us to talk about the Detroit Red Wings and Washington Capitals game because... We got a Capitals fan and a Wings fan here. So, I'll start off with the Capitals fan of the two. How are you feeling after that Wings game? Billy Huso masterclass, that's what I gotta say. Uh, he looked stellar out there and we just couldn't get, get through. I think I'm not too upset about losing games this at least at this point in the season because, like, if you hear our injury list, it's Nick Backstrom, Tom Wilson, Carl Hagelin, Connor Brown, uh, Oshie, John Carlson, and Beck Malestine. Like, <clears throat> every single one of those guys is a key player in our team, at least in what they're holding. Yeah, especially after five people got hurt and then Beck Malestine got hurt. It's like, well, give me a break here. And he's been and he's been such a bright star coming in on that fourth line with Garnet Hathaway and Nick Dowd. Him, Nick Dowd, and Garnet Hathaway have one of my favorite fourth lines of, of any team this season. Yeah, isn't it? Goals. Isn't it hilarious that like you guys you lose Fiaxel Jolby or whatever his name yeah. is, and uh, who was that other guy? Uh, Brett Leeson. Yeah, like, you lose those two guys. Those guys are pretty fucking sweet. When you they are real sweet. Here. And then, like, it just doesn't matter. Like, those two, the, oh, we don't have those two guys to call up. Oh, whatever. Like, we'll just keep using anybody else because everybody else is good, too. So, like, yeah, so crazy, man. Like, really fun to watch uh, the Caps, actually, because they're just the Caps still. Yeah. It's like, well... You shouldn't be, should you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after this many years, you probably shouldn't be agreed. Uh, how do you feel after that game there, Chase, that Billy Huso masterclass? I I was proud. That's what I was. I was proud of the boys, making sure they got that win. Keeping it down. Keeping Ovi to one goal, man. 
I'm pretty sure that guy just loves scoring against the Red Wings. <laughs> um, I was also super proud of the fact that he tied. I believe that record. Of yeah, Gordy Howe on a single goal. team. Um, I commented on Twitter. It's like is this guy. This guy's just living the life of it, it. It's just meant to be for him, eh? Like Ovi's just this is cool. Like this is actually the coolest thing ever. Um, I can't believe that. Like I've, I don't remember what the other one was. But there's been several times that I've noticed that like it's just perfect. This. He scores this goal, and it's, like, against this certain team Yeah. on um, beating that record. Or, like, you know, like, that is actually things that I've noticed several times. And it's just, like, dude, like, this is so cool. I agree. Um, but much cooler is the Red Wings, clearly. Because, uh... <laughs> that record, though, he also, with that goal, is now scored a away goal. So that's two off of Gretzky. Gretzky has 402 away goals scored, and Obi has 400 now. That's crazy. And what, that's... Gretzky was just a homer, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, he couldn't raise the puck, so that explains a lot of it. Um... <laughs> no, Obi's sick, man. He's he's going to shatter that record, man. I was, yeah. like, hesitant a couple years ago. I'm like, ah, I don't know if he can play until he's, like, in his 40s at all. Um, man, that guy played. Yeah, those, he last, play until he's those last. Oh, sorry, those last two years were so key for him to get that mm-hmm. many goals. That made it so easy for him to do this. Like, yeah. He really did. And yeah, he I still agree. looks like a fucking tank. Like I can't, I can't wait. I hope this guy plays like this in two years. Like that'd be just wow. Yeah, like, could imagine. I agree. That would be so so crazy. But um, no kidding no kidding um well i think uh i think it's time i'm gonna take over real quick here for a minute and it's not gonna be good because i'm gonna talk about the penguins and then we can we talk about like anything else after that please Uh, like anything else we can talk about after i'm happy like let's talk about the blues and laugh at them instead after um but no this penguins team is a very good hockey team that has shit the bed for six straight games um, yeah, like, is that what it is? They, like, they that, don't look terrible for what I'm No, seen. not at all. They actually look like a better team for 40% or 40 minutes of the game. But the issue is there's 20 minutes where they're like, nah, we can just sit back. And I don't know where that came from. We've never been that team that's like, ah, let's sit back and wait and see what happens. No, like, we earn our shit. We fight. We grind. That's our captain. That's usually trickles down the lineup. Just doesn't seem to be there this year. Even Crosby seems a little... A little lazy the past couple games. If I'm being, if I'm being brutally honest. Like, it's a lot of guys not clicking. Jeff Petrie is really struggling to fit in this team right now. Um, I'm really having a tough time with him. Early parts of the season, and I know it's early. You guys can say whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. He's been a liability. It's just fact. Um, I've honestly started looking at solutions of trading Peterson, not because I don't like Peterson but because we need someone who can actually help Jeff Petrie play hockey again. Like, I'm literally looking at guys like Redeem Samek, like Jacob Middleton. I'm like, can we do a trade with that, like, where we get a good dude like that? Because Petrie needs someone who can just sit in his own zone and do absolutely everything defensively because he doesn't have that same spark he had two years ago. So that's a little frustrating. Uh, the goaltending's been... Yeah, hey, that is pretty strange. Like, he's... I don't know. It's Yeah, it is strange. It's Petrie very strange. 
I think good he can, in a sense. Yeah, not at all, really. he has like, moments where it's like that's Jeff Petrie that I know, but he has so many moments where I'm like, you shouldn't shouldn't be on the ice. Like, put on Jan Ruda for a double shift, please. Like, Jan Ruda has oh. been our best player. <laughs> yeah, like, how many games has uh, Smith played? I know he played that other Four, game. Four, I think. Out of these losses, you, you have He's lost three. Be... He's lost three, at least. Um, he's... See, here's my issue with the Smith. He has made some really good saves and timely saves, but all the goals that went in have been because he's not in his right fucking position. Um... We lost to Buffalo because three of the goals, he was outside of his crease on a power play. Like, they just had a wide-open net. Tage Thompson had a wide-open net. Um, I can't remember who else scored the other one, but it was another wide-open net. Uh, Okaposo got one. Like, Yeah, he's just... I, I'll say it again. I'm not the biggest DeSmith fan. I don't think he's reliable enough to be a consistent backup unless Vasilevsky or Shosturkin's a starter. Um, it's exactly why I sent him to the New York Rangers, because he would have been great there for that um, when I was predicting the offseason. But we needed a goalie, and I uh, like we have one, I guess. I think we should put DT in. I really think he should be our backup for the next couple games. Because even Jari's been a little spotty. and He's been fine. There's just been moments where it's like, ah, Wish he did a little bit better, but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's a spark, it's a spark missing from this team. We're getting it from a lot of guys that I like, um, like the new guys, like Raquel Malkin works. I'll say that. Like I I like them trying him with Crosby, but that wasn't working. It there was no end product with it. They would be able to create something. But nothing would come of it because yeah. Gensel either wasn't shooting, Crosby was uh, behind the net usually like where he always is, and just Raquel like would always seemingly hit the post or miss. But he's really good at holding up play, and Malkin likes to either come in first or very late. So I think they blend well with that, And but we need a left winger for that line. We desperately need a left winger on that line. Um, yeah, like, uh, you got to hope with this team that it's simply just the start of the season where, yeah. you know, Connor McDavid gets two points per game and no, doesn't actually finish with two points per game at the end right. of the year, you know, like... Yeah, um, just one like, of well, those efficiency, weird Everybody over... kind of gelling a little bit more high scoring at the start of the season. Yeah. And you guys are just on the bad end of that. Yeah, we definitely like, a, like, your offense is fine. We're scoring. Like, Raquel looks fucking awesome. Zucker's playing fucking great. Yeah, Zucker's been um, great. You know, like, it's it's clicking. These guys are playing good. Even your fourth-liners, I can't remember who scored the other day. Paling, Archibald. Well, Archibald scored. I have been extremely impressed with Archibald lately. Um, I was really hard on him to start the season, and wow, but yeah, he's, he's been great. You got it. Yeah, no doubt. Archibald, exactly. Hey, like, your forwards are seemingly fine. It's just you're having so many defensive breakdowns or, you know, lapses or whatever the hell, and it's just kind of like... You gotta hope you're kind of like just shaking the rust off and shaking off the whole new D pairing yeah. thing and stuff like that. There's something yeah, a... you asked me, Chase, a few months back. I remember um, it might have been around playoff time that Dumlin's contract's coming up to end this year, I believe. Uh, and you asked, should we replace him? At the time, I said not a chance. He's like our most reliable defensive defenseman, and I agree with that still. But 
I, I genuinely think we should look at maybe going in a different direction after him. I think his... He's not been bad, but he's not been the same. And it seems like he's getting older this year compared to last. It seems like a dramatic shift. Yeah, and I like, don't know if that's early in the season or not. But yeah, that's hey, definitely like, a player I'm questioning right now. As for the team right now, they can... Like, it's basically they walk in there and be like, this is the deal we want to give you and what works for us. And it's going to be low. It's going to be 3 And mil. if you don't take it, it probably not, might not even be that. It yeah. might go with, like, a... Two. Hey, do me. We love you, but like two mil for like six years. Like, yeah. Sorry, like I don't know if you feel bad about that or five. Years. Like you know, it might be a a real contract, and that's why people go to free agency because like they know this guy. They see how the next few years is gonna yep, be. I'd exactly. rather spend my money elsewhere. It's I agree. Kind of more the situation. So uh, you gotta wonder if he's gonna basically stick around for some cheap coin and play lower and minutes and be a sturdy yeah and play, play your cool. fucking sturdy minutes there so That'd so you guys can attack for someone else right or that, I would definitely have else. him back for that it's just at at market value of what he can get the 4 to 6 million range probably 5 yeah. more or less but um, just with the cap going up I, I don't think it's worth it to invest into him anymore if as our team currently now if you're a team that's like <clears throat> absolutely horrible at defending and you need a left D on the second pair, then it's definitely not a bad shout for like a two-year contract, five million bucks, whatever. But where we're at... Uh, but, but that's what, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get at as well, is that like exactly yeah. where is he? Like, where is he in the lineup nowadays in the NHL? Like, are you even a top four? Like, I can play yeah. you the first year or something like that, or first year you can play this, second this, this year, next year, or something like that, but like when do you become a definite, like, you're almost a definite bottom pair defenseman with the type of points and stuff you kind of put up? Like, we're asking for more now. Like, well, fuck, fuck off is yeah. basically what we're saying. Like, you got to be able to do some shit out there or else you're not in the top four or top six, right? So, no, exactly. And it's getting just so talented. And, the like, I noticed some things with POJ that he's trying. And, like, I really appreciate the trying with it because he's actually, like, doing stuff he makes a lot of mistakes in it but like that's just youth in defensemen and i see that all the time in guys but he does a lot of good and he back checks harder than any offensive defenseman i've seen which is awesome i uh i just like that element more where doomlin's just he's playing safe and it's still not working is seemingly what's happening there and i would wonder if you should try the Latang POJ again because it's worked in flashes when Dumoulin's been hurt and such like that and if you can get POJ like I think Latang needs to start transitioning into more of a two-way defenseman than his offensive counterpart um, and be more defensively reliable if we're going to win a Stanley Cup again with this core um, you guys need to do what I was uh, saying at the start of the year just put all offense on that top line and just go fucking nuts, man. Like, yeah, with Put Latang with your other best defenseman and just always have the puck all the time. Don't let him touch it. Yeah, just put Gensel, Crosby, and like Malkin on the line always together with Latang and... God, Malkin and Crosby would be pretty nuts together. But no, like Rusty's fine with Gensel oh, and Crosby. Sure. Like, that's one of the best lines still, but like maybe you can put a Petrie and a Latang together because like yeah. Petrie, you can play both sides and like so could Latang in all reality. Like the guy's smart enough to do that. Um, 
But, like, yeah, maybe that's the type of dynamic you need to do or, like, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Like you said, it's a lot of how does this beat her? Yeah. I, I definitely think there... Can you find a guy for Petri, you know, that really... Or will they just kind of find themselves together right. in the next handful of games or 10 games? And that's, it's really going to test. These next 10 games are big, I would say, for this defense and this goaltending. If we don't do any improvement where we're actually getting results out of it too um, and solidifying that defensive end of the puck, I would like to see a big change. Um whether it be a backup, a true backup goalie, or it be a actual defenseman who can defend well, I don't care. I just hope it's one of the two. Yeah, I think the defense needs to get addressed first. Like, Jeff Petrie will start with, I think, defensively, he's been abysmal. Um, but offensively, he hasn't quite gotten it going yet. That's yeah. the problem. He's yes, making a lot of weird decisions offensively that piss me off. It's just like, I'm going to take a floating wrist shot here. It's like, pass the puck. We have the best passers in the NHL. Pass the puck. Like, and and it, he's. I think he's playing too much like Montreal. Petrie. Sorry to cut you off, but go on again. No, that's okay. I, that being said, I don't think he's your worst defenseman out there. I genuinely think Brian Dumoulin is, is more of a detriment to this yeah, team right than Jack Boutry. He's playing 20 minutes a night, top-line minutes, when realistically this guy should be getting sheltered minutes. We saw that he's untradeable. I'm pretty sure you guys tried to trade him last year, but it just nothing came. He's, he's, he's a really good defensive complementary defenseman is what he is. He is your Ben Chirots out there. He is your... Yeah, are you talking Pedersen, sorry? Dumoulin, still. Dumoulin. Oh, um, Dumoulin. Okay, good. He's, yeah, your, yeah. he's your complimentary piece guy who plays with your offensive dynamo defenseman mm-hmm. to get all the points, and he just fits well with him. And he worked with Latang the way Sherratt and Weber worked. Um, but the issue is it's just not working anymore because he's too. he was already slow, and he's getting slower. So he just gets burned. Yeah, so I genuinely I think that needs to be addressed before the goaltending, despite the goaltending having the issue of Tristan, or not Tristan, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from what I believe, they're playing POJ because they want to trade him and Me do too. something like that. You know, like they're probably, yeah, they'll find a way to make something work, but maybe not. I don't know, man. Maybe this will just be a year of trying to get value for some players and make an adjustment in the offseason. It right. felt like this could be a really good year for him, but I did it feel. to look like it could be a, an off year by just uh, progression for some players, and it'll just be a wasted year for Crosby and these guys being just oh. so good. That, oh, my, my heart just stunk to my right. stomach when you said that, man. When you're like a wasted year, my, oh. Yeah, sadly, they're all seemingly wasted years for 31 teams every year. But yeah, that's true. But <laughs> oh, uh, it's that early, and I'm hearing that. I'm not used to that. Yeah, uh, like that's why I'm saying it because this is the only time you can say something outlandish like that. <laughs> like in the next, in the next 10, 20 games, it's like it'll either straighten gonna... out or really take a curve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, absolutely, but. I think it's uh, that's enough Penguins talk. Let's move over to another team. I'm going to talk about Buffalo for another half a second because I know I bring them up a lot. But this team is so good. 
so good. They're so fun to watch. Hell yeah. They are so fast. They play so well as a team. Jason, JJ Paterka is like my favorite German in the NHL now. Fuck Leon, fuck Timmy. Yeah, dude. JJ Paterka all day. Uh, Mohu, like, yeah, Paterka Turka, man. Um, yeah, but you're saying Tage. I, I don't want to cut you off there. Dude, that guy, okay, I gotta say, quick, this guy's fucking making moves I remember people doing and shit and fucking, like, school dude, and shit like that. Like, he looks like minor the big centers like Lindros. Like, he's the bigger, like, he already hit puberty and nobody else did. Like, it's just, yeah. man, it's next level like man he, that guy making some plays i agree like he is just he reminds me so much out there when he does those like amazing flashes of brilliance it's like that's lindros or that's that's lemieux like flashbacks it's just those big centermen yeah. who are so good with the puck for some unknown unrealistic reason <laughs> they're just amazing at, handle- <laughs> at stick yeah. handling and yeah, he's. I I really worried. I I shouldn't say worried with him in the off season, but there is definitely a risk in the big contract they signed him. But there is a high risk, high reward. And if he di- could duplicate what he was doing previous year and continue into this year like this, it would be fantastic. And he's done that in strides. They have three or three full lines that are dangerous, like so dangerous. They have like what is the line? of, like, Tuck and um, Paterka. I forget who the center... I think it's... Oh, what's his name? Cousins. I think that's their line. Like, it's... That's our third line. <laughs> and Tuck is okay, just... I'll hit, you, I'll hit you with the lines I see on, uh, what you call it? Cat, or no, Daily Face. Daily Face. They got, okay. uh... Skinner, Thompson, and Oak Poso, because he's yep. been just great. That goal that he scored that game was fucking sweet. Man. Yeah, man. Um, what are, he like, yeah, there was like a scrum in the corner and he just pokes it straight out yeah, to right. himself where he skated and then he just... Yeah, I'm just Oh, man, so that. good. Oh. Anyways, uh, Paterka, Cousins, and Touch. Like, yeah, what a great line that is. What a great line. And Quinn, Middlestad, and Victor Olsen. Yeah. And then your fourth line's got Krebs, Gergensen, and Aslan. It's stupid. All their lines are fantastic. Gergensen's is a great fourth line center. Um, there's there's literally barely anything I can complain about this team. All I want to see is uh, someone to play with Owen Power. Someone awesome to play with Owen Power because that kid is a superstar. He is going to be better than Rasmus Dahlin. He is going to be. I think he's going to be a top top five D man in this league um, in short time. The way he dominates play with just patience and calmness at 19, 20 years old, Owen Power, is absolutely unreal. Like, yeah, no, I, this guy is he's looking, so poised. Like, he's like, going to be the best two-way guy. On, yeah, like, I might backtrack on what I was saying last year, because I was like, or the, before the season, so I was like, I don't think you'll see, like, a most cider type of year. But, like, honestly, how this dominant. might be a Mo Sider type of year. This guy's starting to really do some, like, that fake pass and uh, yeah, dude. a couple other things. Like, 
He's just, like you said, he's dominant. He's already so big. He is he's already, already so strong. I am more he's scared already of... taking PK minutes. Yeah. Um, forcibly now that a few guys are hurt, but... But still. Um, uh, unreal. Like, it's it's just, like, if this can tr- trends the right way and keeps kind of building... And the Sabres don't lose a leg, obviously. For sure. Um, I, like, this is... This is the playoffs. This is Calder... This is call, call their fucking shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, playoffs. If they keep doing this, hell yeah, they're fucking. What are they like seven and three or something? Something like, like that. that. Like, yeah. Like holy shit. Yeah, um, they are. But yeah, no. I gotta bring up the jerseys, dog. No, I agree. I, I was actually just gonna transition to that. Yeah. So. Word up. Oh, Go for it. God, those are beautiful, dude. God. Those five are nice. like, I, I, wins in a I row. Wish five wins is where they're at. Five in a row, buddy. Them and the Islanders. Oh, holy shit! Boston has seven. (laughs) Yeah, those those jerseys, those white white jerseys, those those, the Sabers ones. That's the pads were the only thing that kind of made me off because because uh, like why was it just a white? Why is it white on white? (laughs) I I like the I like the the decals. I've always loved the idea of white pads. But the one thing about white pants, you, can't you have white always top. need to have lots of color on yes. it, or a good percentage of it covered with color. And you only did a blue stripe on the very bottom, didn't put any yellow on it, and then you put the emblems were white as well. They like look the, like the World like Junior Cameraman. was white with like the outlining of color, but it was just like, yeah, the pants got to pop out a little bit, yeah. or else it's, yeah, but like everything looked pretty sweet there I was, I was enjoying it no i they look exactly like the world junior cameraman um with all the white gear so they blend in and <laughs> crop them out with editing and such um man like you could erase that buffalo team in like five seconds on paint um it's and uh clearly the penguins didn't see him that game so i agree but Let's let's slide over Devils there we got, hey? Um, the Devils, eh? Fucking Devils. seven. Uh, five wins in a row. This Devils oh, team Oh, five up on the road. Seven. Maybe it's seven wins. Yeah, they well, have, like, hey, a whole bunch of wins. This team is fucking clicking, man. Like, yeah. Wow, we... Miles nice to see. This is, Wood. Is this, does this mean this is the first team that's going to pop off the old top? Or, or was the were the wings the... the the epic team for the first couple of weeks and then now they passed it to these guys and yeah. the epic for a couple of weeks just then... hot potato between all the metro teams seemingly yeah and, between the all East these teams, middle teams they're just gonna take turns being dope no a lot of them are being dope like Winnipeg as well yeah um but yeah it's the yes for Brad show buddy it is the yes for Brad show so happy I picked him. He's like my seventh or eighth forward on my fucking fantasy team. He's getting a point per game. It's yeah. just satisfying. Um, He's so, over a point per game. He's almost two points a game, man. Yeah, I guess he would be. He's yeah, 17 yeah. points in 11 games. He's gotten, yeah, he's gotten a point in every game. He's an assist a game. <laughs> <laughs> he's an assist a game. And he's a goal a half a game, every half game. Every yeah. Games, sorry. yeah, no, it's, it's madness. Like, when I was talking about the he sure uh, Hughes getting more points than him and really lead the team, like I guess if he's gonna get that many points, and that ain't happening. To, you gotta at least tie him now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hope to tie him. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's only good news. I like how uh, 
things are just kind of molding together. I'm I'm happy they're looking good like this, starting starting to show some flashes because like there's so many good pieces all over the place. That's a full blue line. That's a full center group. That's a full right wing and left wing. Like you're not missing anyone no. on this team at all when you're healthy. Um, it's like the perfect lineup. Uh, as and they got more common hockey too, team. Um, it's I, I, what I was trying to get at as well is that I'm happy that this is working out by trading Zacho for yeah. Eric Halla. Like that's not a very mind blowing trade. Like Halla's just kind of a dope. He's just dude. a dude, hey. He's he kind of fits there, in the middle six you know? in the any team. Yeah, eh? like and he's everywhere. Yeah. This is just this is great. Love love that things are paying off for them because that was a tough year to watch. It really shouldn't matter who's in net because, like, you have a team that should do pretty good, especially with the expectations of how Dawson Mercer's already played, how some of these young guys have already played. You could just uh, you can then ask them to do that again, and if they do better, that's even great. Yeah. And like, you know, so um, I just hope they stay healthy and actually stay in the race. No, I agree. Um, for me, Miles Wood has been impressive. Um, not, I'm not like that surprised by it because I knew exactly what type of player he could be, and it's the exact type of player that every single team wants, and it's why New Jersey paid him $3.2 million for this season, even though he didn't play a single game last year, I'm pretty sure. Um, and frankly, he's been a middle six player his whole life. This is why he's just a tank. He's just so fast. He's got fairly good hands for a big, strong power. I would say power forward in this league now. Um, and and yeah, he just bulldozes people, man. Like he's the first one in the corner. He wins those puck battles. Like he's those Zach Hyman complimentary players that everyone needs. And just so impressive how he's jumped in after not playing for a season. Uh, same with like you were saying, Mercer. I I fucking love Dawson Mercer. He's my one of my favorite players in this league. Super awesome, Mercer. Yeah, man. Um, love him. And talk about John Marino has been dope on this team. Not surprising. Yeah, eh? Getting points and stuff, like everything. Like yeah. doing what you kind of wanted to. Like, hey, maybe you need, you... you need the kick in the ass. Like, sometimes, man, you get traded and you're just like, fuck, I do need to play better. Yeah. Like, that's not... Yeah, and so, like, guess what? Yeah. I fucking knew this would happen, um, <laughs> because if there's one player I probably raved about more than anyone that wasn't like the obvious ones in Pittsburgh over the past on this podcast, it's probably been John Marino or Jake Gensel. Um, those two guys have been talked about the most from me. So I'm not surprised how well he's doing, but I'm so happy he is, and it just makes like Damon Severson being traded away so much easier if the f- wheels fall off or anything or yeah, should you get a crazy offer it, and it also makes it easier for them to like just keep that three right handed demon yep. while they that have too. a min league Luke Hughes and like yeah. maybe even a Shakir Maduka Maduka but uh yeah, no, there's a lot of promise for this team to, like, win a cup real quick. Like, this could this could Turn be quick. actually real. And 
they could be in the playoffs and somebody like the Capitals and Florida aren't going to make it because hey, that's the, that's the tale of this year. Like, somebody can do that this year. Yeah. And this is teams we've been waiting. We've been yeah. waiting. There's a couple we teams we've been anything waiting. the last two years. It just didn't work. Life said no. Um, life's not saying no anymore here. So yeah. I wonder how quickly this can truly rock it up because – Jack Hughes, we all talk about how much talent and how great he is, but it's until you really start showing it and your team's really noticing, like, wow. You know, so, um, yeah, I'm excited to see if this team can actually be legit, legit for the sure. next, like, year or two. Because, like, I think they can be top favorites quickly right. because of how this roster is constructed. No, Obviously, I... goaltending sucks a little bit in a sense. It's not looking super bright there, but... Hey, I still got faith in Blackwood. You just kind of work through that shit. You just go with the flow. That's that. That's one of my one of my recommendations. Every GM, just go with the flow. Feel what you feel and do what you feel is right with goaltending because there's that's just it's a weird game. It's a weird game to play. Yeah, you just gotta trust the guy. For sure, and like, I still think there's something there with Blackwood, like. He's, yeah, hey. I I really do. Like, I don't think he just forgot how to play goal over the past two years. If he's twenty five, I do wonder if yeah, he'll exactly. ever do it here, like you're saying. But I do have faith in him, and I hope something can shake out for that for them. Uh, hey, they're they're nine hundred goal, please. Like nine hundred, nine oh five, nine ten with a good defense, good team playing in front of you, they should get nine ten. Well, and exactly. That's, and that's serviceable, man. You can you can work with that in the playoffs. Man. Well, and look at like the league, said, too. It's not like Blackwood's going to get worse as the no. years go on. Exactly. You know? And look at the league. There's so much scoring. Like, there's been more scoring in the past three, four years than ever, ever. Um, well, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say ever because there was the 80s where every game was 10 10. Um, yeah, we and, literally, like, don't count those stats. They, like, yeah. don't reference them. Like, when you listen to the NHL Network radio, they, like, don't reference the fact that... <laughs> that the 80s were <laughs> that just was, that stupid? times because it was such a different... Like, literally the most different game. Like, it not was, even close. There were... Goalies didn't know how to play goalie. Like, they didn't bend their knees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why Gretzky has so many fucking goals on the ice. Like, that's why I always, like, think he's one of the most overrated players. But that's another story. Not gonna piss off all the old fans here. Let's. Uh... Yeah, but he didn't try to score the goals all the time. That's, that's true. What's... Most of them were that's passes. That's what's crazy. <laughs> that's what's crazy about Gretzky is he didn't just go out there and, like I'm scoring like as many goals as possible. Like, that's fair. never. So, like, how many goals would he have scored if he, if Ovechkin and him swapped places, like swapped minds and bodies, and grew up in different ages, like. Oh my god, Wayne Gretzky would have 2,000 fucking goals, man. <laughs> Probably, yeah. But, like, you say have a lot of players in today's game going back there. So, let's, uh, is there any other teams you guys want to bring up? Um, I got one other team to close on, kind of, but if you don't. Um, like to pump up the Islanders a little bit because cool. they're yeah. looking fucking Go for it, real good. Um, Andreas Lee sit on my bench on my fantasy team just staring at him like buddy I should have played you all year I really should have played you all year scoring goals getting her done um they got him Beauvillier and Nelson together yep. so once again I'm pretty sure Barzell doesn't like Beauvillier because they've never played together I don't think I um, agree <laughs> it's really weird um but uh 
yeah, the team's looking all right. I, I like how things are going. And then once again, even when Sorokin's not in, you have another goalie in Varlamov, and he found himself pretty decently uh, the few few games he's played. So uh, just once again, they're gonna be they're gonna be in the playoffs, boys. It's it's gotta be. I, I think they I think they got this covered, and Man. I think they can make a move to really make sure this keeps going in the right direction. There's um, gonna be so many teams that are so upset this year. So many teams in the East. Like the East is just gonna be filled with like five or six teams that are like, "Fuck, I should have made playoffs. We should have made playoffs." Yeah. Like, yeah, and it could be the Islanders, honestly, because like they've never they, really the were Islanders could team. be awesome all year and still miss. That's what's crazy about this. I season. hope so. I hope that's what we get. I hope teams actually look good all year. So do I. Like 20 to 25 teams or 22, 3 teams actually look fucking good. Everyone like just has just, like you 90. You know, 4 or 5 of them miss the playoffs, maybe 6. Like that'd be, Everyone just that'd has be like great. 90 that sounds like points. That a super good year to watch, you know? It would be fun to watch everyone just get like 90. Because it's been flip-floppy pretty a lot here. Yes, like, You really don't know who's going to win. For <laughs> sure. You really don't most times. Yeah, it's, unless it's Dallas, unless it's the Stars, <laughs> you know they're gonna win. Fuck you know. that fire. Uh, yes. Love watching Colin Miller prove me right about him being able to just fill Klingberg's shoes. Yeah, I know, right? Have some young guy like Wyatt Johnson killing apparently it. Apparently, Lundqvist uh, pop in there and do pretty decent. And yeah, like you said, Wyatt Johnson four goals already. Yeah, like, he's on that. Team. I think. Did you hear what Dober said? He said uh, he was like. Because uh, they were talking about him getting sent down. It was at his 90 right. or whatever. And uh, he's like, I'll fucking put that kid in my suitcase. <laughs> he ain't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jeff Jeff Merrick already tweeted out saying that Wyatt Johnson is going to stay with the Stars even though there was zero confirmation from the team. So, oh, Chase, what are you doing? <laughs> What's that? Were you stirring a spoon there? That was loud as shit. <laughs> oh my. Um, but yeah, Jeff Merrick, he already uh, tweeted out saying Wyatt Johnson will be on this team, so I agree he will be as well. But let's move on over, do some mock trades, boys. Uh, I know there's so many other teams we could talk about, but we'll save them for next pod. Uh, we got to get through two other full segments, so I will kick it off with a trade that I really want to happen. I don't know how far off I am or how close, but yeah, you guys can tell me how stupid I am in a minute. I, the I Pittsburgh Penguins. You, yes. I would love to. Yeah, you can go <laughs> hard, man. Um, for me, uh, the Penguins, I already kind of mentioned it earlier. I think Malkin and Raquel need a left winger because I want Zucker on that third line and just like driving that line. Um, Patty Kane? Yeah, I would love Patty Kane, but I'm not going that crazy. I'm going realistic. And I want Jakob Trennan from Nashville. Ooh. He's on a two-year contract that's pretty cheap as well. And I think they need some like scoring and speed and offense, so I'm going to give him Kapanen and a third-round pick um, for Jakob Trennan. Okay, say that again. Jakob Trennan for Kasperi Kapanen and a third round pick, twenty twenty four. Um, that uh, that uh, Trennan, he's got a couple of years eh, on that contract. He does. For sure. 
two, two years. Two was like what one something. One point eight, I think. One point seven. Yeah, he's pretty decent. He tried to play center a little bit last year because he did. You know they don't have much for centermen. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. You'd get I'll, rid of the cappy cappy. Yeah, I'll tell you kind of the reasoning behind. I don't mind it, it because um, Trennan's like, I like his fieriness and like yes. he's he. He does he bring an bite. element that could be that would be very helpful on that team, a little bit grittier. Yeah, um, and I think Nashville did very well. I think Nashville did very well getting uh, Nino Nina Ryder, who can do the similar thing. And I wonder they're really struggling to get some like offense going this year, and like really stringing some goals along, and having some speed as a threat. He can play PK minutes and replace Trennan there because he does for Pittsburgh. Um, oh, dude, it's massive for Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Like they could really use a right-handed guy that might be able to score. Like, yep. ooh-wee, like they're kind of waiting for Tomasino. And, exactly. Uh, he and might... He's young. He's young, so that's that's tough to put that weight on, especially with the team they have. Like, you kind of almost got to start acting like you could win a cup because yep. some guys are playing that good. Exactly. Um, so I, I actually really like this trade player swap wise because I think Carter and Trennan would work really good together. Yeah, they definitely. Like, I think could. that could actually work. Real, it'd be nice to have Kapanen on that line. Yeah, it would. Um, That's but, but but Danton Heinen has been fantastic um, this season, and <laughs> so I think he's. I want him to stay. There. Yeah. And, yeah, and with Carter being right-handed, that still balances the line yeah. out. At least you got a right-handed guy out there. Exactly. Um, no, I really, really like the, the player swap for sure. I'm not great on the whole value side of it, um, but I think that's probably... I wonder... I think you'd actually have to do just a swap because Trennan has that contract. Right. It's cheap. That That's why but, I threw but in But, like, Kaepernick's for surely... I wonder, like... That's the thing. It's hard to value how much a guy gives to a team when you play, like, 13, 15 minutes. And you know, that's you're the thing. not expected to score well, much. And, and Maybe Sullivan you just score much. So like if he goes to Nashville, all of a sudden Kapanen's got the top six opportunity with Niederreiter and Granlund and exactly. he's just laughing, getting easy sixty point normal right. finding himself sort of thing, fifty sixty. Um and Trennan kinda just goes to Pittsburgh and does the same shit, right? Like, exactly. Probably. So it's it's definitely a risk on our part. Yeah, but it's it it's an element of the game we desperately need right now. He's fairly big, Trennan. I think he's six two, um, and like two hundred and some pounds. We don't have a lot of size. We're actually the smallest team in the NHL this year. And I I haven't noticed it to the point where we're like, Oh, we're really small. But I definitely noticed where it's like, okay. There's moments where we it would be nice to have Brian Boyle out there, is what I'm saying. So, um, mm-hmm. I just want a little bit more size, a little bit more bite. He can score those gross goals in front of the net that are gar- like the garbage goals, the just the chip-ins, like all that stuff that seemingly no one wants to do in Pittsburgh right now, um, which is weird because that's what we're all about is those greasy, crappy goals. We don't score pretty goals. We just score goals. Um yeah, I, that's the reasoning, but I'm intrigued that you like it. That's kind of cool. What do you think? Honestly, you can get away with one for one. I don't see why the pick necessarily is even needed. Fair enough. I, yeah. I'm i cool with that. I don't want to overvalue my own players is why I always... 
And I would be comfortable doing that if if it nece- if it really did come down to it, I would do that like a third. Yeah, like Trenton's fairly sturdied into like who he is, but he kind of has that element to him that could be a little bit more, and that yeah. might be where Nashville says, "No, no, no, we see more in this guy." Yeah, um, exactly. We see like a a value, maybe a more valuable player than Kapanen. Exactly um, right. Like you can kind of say. Happenings like, like look at Rodriguez getting two mil on the open market. Like, yeah, like Kapanen, if that was you last year, you would have got one. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So, we gotta wonder, but interesting trade. Right? Interesting, cool. I, I like that you guys kind of liked it. Well, next up here, I have a very interesting trade that I genuinely don't know if I like. I kind of made it this morning, right before the pod. I've been fiddling around, seeing what I could do. So if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Fair enough. Um, I have Eric Carlson being traded from the San Jose Sharks. And my thought was he needs to go to a team who's ready to win fairly now. And if they're bad in two, three years and bite the bad end of that contract, it's okay. Wait, I know who it's go- where he's going already. Do you? Give a guess. Vancouver. No. Definitely Vancouver. They no. need more offensive D-men. That's what you do, right? I, I Get w- more offensive D-men? I will that. say so, that okay. they yeah. were in the top five teams I was going to pick to trade with. I will say Vancouver was crazily in there because the, literally no oh. other team would have worked. <laughs> yeah, and like OEL actually probably wouldn't be a bad... Uh, big cap hit to go back the other way. It'd probably be Tyler Myers. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be the worst, honestly. But, um, yeah, exactly. But he's... Anyways, I have... That means, like, one. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have Eric Carlson retained 50%, so that's the only way the cap works. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. That's, like, fucking... Five years at 5.75 million. Jesus! That's why I keep talking about doing this in the next offseason, because, like, oh, my God. That's I agree. I back. agree. But... Does this other guy get everything? <laughs> not everything. It's actually not su- superb, but it's not bad by any means. Boston is where I'm sending Eric Carlson. Because imagine they had him... On that team as well to play second line minutes behind yeah. McAvoy, yeah, and then no, you Carlo's your third yeah. pair. Like that's just dumb. That is dumb, and they would go for it. So I have bear with me. This is a lot of players, and it's because of cap. Chris Wagner, Nick Felino, Mike Riley, Matt Grizzly. So that's all for cap. Going. Yeah, word up, no doubt. Prospects: Mike DiPietro. Mason Laurie, John Beecher, a 2023 first, and a conditional second. Ooh, that is a lot. It is a lot. Um, I don't know that Laurie guy, but that he, Beecher's like a, I a read, bigger centerman. Which yeah, is kinda... Laurie's a defenseman. He was a second-round pick. Uh, he, I've read that a lot of people have him as Boston's second to fourth best prospect in the in the pool right now he had a really good season at ohio state last year he's progressing really well i believe he's only 21 
He's six foot four as well. Um, I'm just trying to find his age here. One second. Oh, there it is. Yeah, um, like if anybody's willing yeah, to like uh, retain that much money for like five fucking years, man. Yep. I would. Yeah, I'd probably do that. Like, fuck it, straight up. <laughs> I know, right? And they didn't even have to give up their best prospect in Fabian Lyshaw. Yeah, like I, I don't know, like that's a decent amount of guys, I guess. Yeah, that's hard to value. It is hard to value. It's a lot of pieces. It is a lot of pieces. San Jose wants lots of prospects. Maybe they go that route. That'd be the only team I could see. My thought uh, is... A lot of players and a lot of prospects and picks and stuff like that. So yeah. What's the condition on that pick, like you're saying? Condition is if uh, if Boston makes playoffs the next year, it'll become a first. So, like, oh, if, yeah. if they make Carlson playoffs two years in a row so yeah, this yeah. year and the following year it becomes a first okay okay but if cool. it doesn't it's a second because they're already falling off a cliff and i don't know what's going to happen after this year of boston that's yeah, why true that. like Krejci really is done bergeron's contract's done like so much shit's going down so yeah. um it is a lot i know it's a lot to process I just love the idea of Eric Carlson on Boston and thought that could be at least a discussion in itself if the trades suck. <laughs> yeah, no, like that's that's I like uh, I like that idea because like I said, it's the he needs to go somewhere. He's the top power play guy. Yeah. And like they have good power play guys. But not top um, guy. But hey? like yeah, it'd be nice to have somebody like eccentrically good. Yeah. Like we can get real points. These guys like literally like feeding these guys and possibly helping them get more points. Yeah. And that that's where really and being a right handed D man, you look at McAvoy and I've always wanted him to just get so many more points. Like how are you not getting so many points? Can't yeah. you get so many points? But life's not all about points. He's a very sturdy defensive of, probably defensive. the definition of a sturdy defenseman in the yeah, NHL. For sure. Um so yeah, I like it a lot for him going there. But yeah, yeah. The, it's very unrealistic to see a team. It is. Uh, what is it? Five point seven five mil for like <laughs> five years. <laughs> like five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty, almost like thirty mil retaining or something like that, or twenty five mil. Like that's that's not gonna happen probably. But I guess he he did a he did a. We could, there, there might be a way. They'd have to. They could trade one of those Rileys or somebody like that. Yep. Another three million, probably. They could trade Grizzlick. They could trade Riley. They could probably trade Nick Felino, fifty percent retained at the deadline for a fourth round pick. Yeah. Like it's small. Yeah, fucking, but it's it's, it's it's definitely interesting, dog. Because uh, plus, like the how funny sure. would it be if that. San Jose trade a bunch of random pieces for Carlson and trade him away for a bunch of random pieces, and maybe, maybe they'll get their Josh Norris in this trade. Cause that's who Ottawa got on the other exactly. end. So you like you might as well take a punt, and they're in a situation where they can just suck for three years, like ultimately suck, frankly, because yeah, this team is bad. And, uh... <laughs> clearly, clearly the way Greer feels about this team after that fucking draft where he just didn't take a top like ten or eleven pick and just traded down and got more picks. They clearly just want more options all yep. over the place, yep. everywhere. It's like I don't see why you would do that. More darts to throw at the board, right? And so, like that's all you want. 
I think they're a team that would accept a deal like that exactly. with like just way too many pieces, you know? Because yep. like they'll, especially at the deadline, because they'll be unloading a possibly a Lindblom, um, exactly. several other guys that they signed for just one year, so um, or have for one year. So yeah, there'd be there'd definitely be holes open for, for them sure. and stuff. So all right, perfect. Well, let's move on to my final mock trade then. Um, I have, which will lead perfectly into Jordan's. A Toronto one, and this I'm preferencing. This is for all you overreactive Toronto fans that are like, ah, we suck, we have to trade our best players. Ah, this is all for you. So, bye-bye Mitch Marner, assholes. Um, since you are just real dickheads to him, I'll send him somewhere else. I trade Mitch Marner and Jake Muzzin to... The Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for Patrick Kane, 50% retained, Seth Jones, and Max Domi, 50% retained. That is all. How does that feel, Again, Toronto? You said Seth Jones, half retained? No, 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 oh, no. I was like, what? No. Oh, my God. Patrick Kane. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you it one more time. Mitch Marner and Jake Muzzin for Patrick Kane, 50% retained. Max Domi, 50% retained. And Seth Jones, full contract. Wow. So, Toronto, you get your right-handed D-man, finally. In exchange for right, who's the number one D-man. Patrick Kane for this year to go and win the Cup. And if, frankly, he played in London in his junior career, maybe he'll sign a contract on that team to play with Matthews. Um, right? And then Max Domi, who just helps with your middle six to win a Cup this year. It's Dubis's last chance, essentially, is what I'm going for. And this is for all the people saying they should trade away Marner's shitty contract. I put quotations since you can't see me on a podcast. Yeah, like, uh, fuck, man. Trading Barner seems weird because I just feel like he's for sure. He's the one guy that I think would for sure at least sign. Like, I wouldn't be, wouldn't bat an eye, wouldn't be, no hesitation. I'd say 100% he stays with the Leafs if they keep him. His entire life. But, but something like that where you're getting a replacement in him. Mm-hmm. Um, for that point, for um, two years, yeah, two to three years, sucks maybe for that team because they don't have any right-handed players other than Nylander. But maybe put Nylander on the top line. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so you get Domi as well, who just helps a lot with the depth. Yeah, which might be the biggest thing. Exactly, and that kind of greatness and flair there. Um, and being able to get Seth Jones, man, like holy shit, I feel like you're winning a lot with this. Uh, Leafs team, but you are getting Mitch Marner back. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that is a cornerstone piece Chicago can build around. Like, quick rebuild around. Like, and all they gotta do is sit on Jake Muzzin for this year's contract and then trade him away next year for whatever they feel like at the deadline. I think Chicago for sure does it. Well, yeah. (laughs) I think so, too. Um, that being said, uh, I don't think it's the worst Mitch Marner trade. Like I think yeah. it, if if they're gonna trade Mitch Marner, it's gonna look like this. And this because I completely agree, you get a 
disappointments in, in Kane, who likely would stay in a, in a perfect world. Um, and then you get your defensive replacement for Muzzin, who's frankly an upgrade. A big um, upgrade. And, and you can play with Riley. Like, Riley could yeah. finally have his number one D-man to play with. Like, he's never had that. I would like to see if and he goes exploding mode and just, like, scores so many. Max Domi is, is perfect, I think, for any contending team. I think he's going to be hot on the market this year. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, like, yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Were there any picks in there? Or no, what? zero picks. Crazy, hey? First trade. Yeah, hey, like, that's a, a tough contract to trade the old Seth Jones. It one. is. Like, not that it's possible, but, like, you'd have to find something crazy like that. Um, it's cheaper than Marner. I don't think it's outlandish, actually. It's kind of crazy. That's kind of nice. I know, hey? I was pretty happy but with I'm this. I'm going to call you dumb anyways. Fucking That's fine. Idiot, moron. <laughs> Worst trade I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> cool. You can uh, pair it for all of those bitter Leaf fans that are like, well, no, you didn't trade for McDavid for Mitch Marner. That's not fair. It's like, oh, really? Oh, really? Crazy, huh? Crazy how things don't always work your way in Toronto. Anyways... Let's piss off more Toronto fans, Jordan. You're up. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I got three Toronto trades. Two of them come from TikTok that I found from a Toronto fan that I like. Uh, surprising. There are Toronto fans that I like. That's yeah. surprising. I have to like them. They're my family. <laughs> There's too many of them not to like at least one of them. Yeah. And then one of them I came up with myself. Uh, we'll start with that one. Sure. So the first one I've got is Toronto and Montreal trade. Toronto send Justin Hall, Poppy Niemela, and a second round pick in 2024 for David Savard. Oh, wow. I would take that in a heartbeat if I'm Montreal. I like Topi Niemela a lot. A lot. I would actually, I wouldn't do that if I'm Toronto. Honest. Nope. No, Topi's too much. Take him out, and I might, and throw in a different pick or a different prospect. What if you did? What if we did Justin Hall at 2024 first for David Savard? Because that was the other way I was thinking of doing it. I'd have it'd have to be a conditional pick, and they'd have to win around. <laughs> Toronto. That's literally my stipulation. Otherwise, it's like a 2023 first or second or something to make it worth their while. Or if that's even available. I don't even know if it's available. But I don't know. Chase, what are your thoughts on uh, on something like yeah, that? Yeah, I kind, of, I kind of agree with the whole me, Emily, not being uh, probably a decent value for that. Um, kind of more unsure how interested I guess the Canadians are yeah in that prospect I guess um, but like it's hard to hard to know what the Canadians are thinking when you ha- have a full roster and you have a lot of decent prospects on defense or I mean a full forward roster and you have a whole kind of thing going on with your defense and your prospects there already where you kind of don't need to add to it I, yeah, um, I'm kind of... Like, slowly draft and kind of keep going. Like, I don't think you need to do anything wild, though. Um, they do at least get Hall back. 
Yeah, that's a decent. So to get somebody serviceable to play, um, I, I don't just, mind it. I don't. Yeah, I don't mind it. Like I, I, I get where you're coming from in the Leafs side of like getting the Savard to help with that defensively. Being a big body, he's got some bite. I really like that, but I feel like you give up too much because Montreal has no reason to trade Savard. There's no yeah. upside for Toronto other than size. But I mean, frankly, you could go and trade for some D-man who's six foot six like Labushkin again for a third round pick I'm sure you could find someone who'll do similar stuff you want Savard to do does Savard have some years left I want yeah, to yeah I think he's got a couple but like I I also don't trust Savard <laughs> to be anything more than like a rebuilding team's leader or a Stanley Cup champion third pair D-man like he'll, yeah. he'll play good minutes, and he will be very serviceable, but he's not a top-four guy like we thought he could have been. We saw that in Tampa. There's a reason he slid all the way down in Tampa when their right side isn't necessarily the strongest side of the defense in that time. Yeah, Savard signed for this year, next Two year, years. and the year after. So, um, That'd be a tough contract to term too, on That, fifth, um, that third year. Term. Yeah, I don't think he'd be... It wouldn't be worth giving up that much, like I said earlier. Um, you definitely take out Niemela or the second round pick. Yeah. Um, the value's almost there. There's just no upside. Enough upside for a trade like that. Yeah. That's what I'll say. But I like the idea of getting that type of player. Honestly, Vancouver should honestly do something like that. I'd rather see Vancouver do that trade. Uh, trade a second and some random right-handed D-man for yeah. Savard. That would be better for... Someone like that, I yeah. think. Yeah, because Savard's looked fairly rough on this team, but the team looked rough uh, yeah. last year. Exactly. And he looked amazing with the Lightning there. I bet he like, would look really great. good alongside. won a couple of those games and stuff like that to yeah. win. So it's, it's hard to put too much uh, slight on his value because, sure. like, in all reality, he is what a lot of people are looking for, just a sturdy sort of right-handed D-man that can play with somebody like yeah. a rival. Exactly, or, right? You know, whoever really that's that's exact that's true. He could definitely blend well with that. So it's it's definitely an interesting thought. I just like I said, not enough upside, I think. But what do you got next for us, Jerry Jordan? So next I've got the two TikTok trades that I found. Alright. The first one is with Anaheim. These are both Toronto. John Gibson. Maxime Comtois. Okay. For Justin Hall, Adam Gaudet, and Nick Abrazuse, who is a 23-year-old center who's played nine games so far yeah. this season. I, I think he's a little delusional if he thinks Anaheim's given up Comtois for that. I think Comtois is very highly valued by Anaheim. Comtois, his reasoning behind it, which I think is solid, is Comtois has been playing on the fourth line for the Docs. He's been a steady fourth line. So he thinks that maybe they're not so high on him. Yeah, I they'd rather just a pick than Abrazize. They're Anaheim are a real prospect, not some random fourth line level prospect. Like Abrazize is going to be a good checking third liner, best at best in this hockey league. Um, there's it was a zero. Max Comtois could get 25 goals in this league if he plays with the right players. Like, 
I, I, I don't. I disagree with his assessment, personally. Yeah. I think it's a little like personally as well. Chase, what do you what? think of something like this, though? Good input. Um, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, what, sorry, you were saying. Oh, there, there is. Is it working now, or what? Yeah, it is working. Okay, my shit's glitching pretty hard. Um, I don't mind, uh, Ibruzizi. Um, they're another team that's I kind of question how they want to go about, uh, the next few years with, like you said, do they want just a pick back and kind of wait that out because they have a decent amount of prospects and stuff but I don't know they have a good eye for uh, third fourth liners like they always have like some of the best for some unknown reason uh, they just find gems down there all the time uh, Vinny Letary and Derek Grant and stuff like right. maybe like random acquisitions but um, yeah if they're really interested and have a future for Godet and Andrew Zizi I, I don't think they'd be super against it because they they're seeing what Comtois is and it may take a a trade or a new scenario or something to kind of get him jiving again and become the player he is or what do you do you just wait for three or four years and hope yeah. he turns into that guy which you have that time so it's kind of like where's Anaheim's direction on um which way they want to go but yeah, the likeliness of this deal is probably pretty limited or pretty low. Yeah, just seems like they're like throwing away a potential asset, Anaheim in that trade for fourth liners. A, poss a possible core guy. Like yeah, it could be it, like a Bertuzzi-ish sort of exactly. Like, just like, one of those guys you don't want to let go. No, like, um, Hyman-ish or whatever the hell, like a fiery. Exactly. Um, Maybe oh yeah, you got you got some goals. That fucking first year, man, that was next level with Terry and those guys. That yeah. Was, like, like I think he, he's he's a player. He's just there's got to be a way to find himself again. And I yeah, I just I don't disagree with like trading him. It's just like the fact of what in a was rebuilding in situation. What do you why are you doing this? Yeah, that's You've exactly got all it. the opportunity for him. He can you know like he can figure things out. It'll raise more questions than answers. But what do you got next for us then, Jordan? So his other trade that he had, which I assume would be in a replacement of Justin Hall, uh, is Jamie Alexiak. So Toronto trade for Alexiak. Who no way. have a no move clause, so he would have to waive that. I think for Pierre Engel, Mikhail Abramov, Axel Rendell, and a 2023 first. Do you want okay? Do you want to say that again? So it's Jamie Alexiak yeah. for Pierre Engvall, Mikhail Abramov, Axel Rindell, and a twenty twenty three first. Oh wow! Yeah, I actually made a trade with Alexiak going there because I think that's a pretty decent spot. It might have been for like a Muzzin or something like that um, to save some Chang. Uh, but yeah, no, I like I like Alexiak going there because like he's like twenty nine or thirty or something like that, four point six mil for like four years. Yeah, I think is what it is. Yeah, and uh, what a what a nice swap that would be for them uh, to get him instead of Muzzin. 
um, some of the one that I was thinking. But yeah, hard to wrap my head around this trade, honestly. Kind of confused. <laughs> Who's the third player in the trade from the Leafs end again? Oh, Rendell. Rendell. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I know who he is now. Um, man, I probably do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I probably do that. I think they desperately need someone who's six seven and two hundred and fifty pounds. Like that is that is exactly what they need, and on the defensive side too. Um, giving up that first would be painful because for an Alexiak type player. Mm-hmm. But you're you're in a pinch yeah. right now with if you're uh, I I don't I think it's still overvalued from the Leafs giving up assets end, but at the same time, I can see why Seattle wouldn't want to trade him away. So if that's what it takes to get him, I'd probably do it. Yeah, hey, that's a tough one. I I think it's overvalued too. I think that's a lot to give up. It is a lot. Like, but. Uh... But it's a necessity. It's a desperate necessity for this team. I'll give you guys another one um, that involves Alexia because I actually right. do have a little trade here. Perfect. Um, so, talking with Seattle again. So, like I said, Alexia for Jake Muzzin. But the other two pieces. Now, this would be an off-season deal. So, not now, but just next off-season here. So, you add Ilya Samsonov's rights. So Jake Muzzin and Ilya Samsonov's rights, and then Toronto takes back Drieger to buy him out. Interesting. It only costs like uh, I think it's only like five hundred, five hundred k the first year and a one point five mil the next year. So it'd be kind of bunk. Um, but this is also in the thought apparently of buying out Matt Murray. So <laughs> yeah. So the trade again is Alexiak. And Drieger for Jake Muzzin and Ilya Samsonov, which I kind of like that because Seattle kind of gets their replacement in Alexiak for a couple years. Yeah. Um, in a in a sense with Muzzin, um, and you got a goaltender that you could probably actually kind of build around. Like that's a decent future thought. Um, and then Toronto's just saving cap basically, right? Like yeah, exactly. Trying to find ways to save cap. And this also came along with, like, what else do I got here? TJ Brody getting traded to L.A. for Sean Walker and, like, a Blake Lazard or something. Right. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I like that aspect. It's getting, it's weird because you're getting Drieger to buy him out, so you have to go goalie, goalie yeah. hunting for a third straight year. Um, you'd literally have new goaltending again. That would <laughs> be, like, that's scary. You'd have to go after Varlamov or somebody like that that's at least somewhat covered high. Ouch. That doesn't sound fun. Um, if I'm being honest, if Varlamov's your only option, yeah. That's a, a little scary, option. I will say, though, on the Leafs end, because Samsung's actually been very good. And I think mm-hmm. if at this point of watching him, I think they should re-sign him at the end of the year. Um, yeah, I feel you on that. I thought, I thought I think it's definitely a little weird to trade him, but it's maybe an option. Yeah, it's an option to feel, get rid of Muzzin, maybe, and to get yeah. that real D-man. 
I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't dislike it. I definitely don't. It's just it's it's a risk. It's a last ditch effort. I think it's like okay, this is the only plan I think we can do to fix our defense and get rid of Muzzin at the same time. Yeah, and, and if like, that's the only thing from you do. Ontario too, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. Going home a bit, so be neat, but. That is yeah, no, Leafs trades are very interesting right now because, like, there's almost got to be something that happens pretty intense, right? Like yes. In the next year well, they're on the hottest seat right now, so they year. might do the most reactionary trade of all time, for all we know, which would be nuts, and I'm hoping yeah, it happens. Yeah, like that Seth Jones trade you were talking about. Yeah, man. Like, that doesn't really... Yeah, I secretly got that from Kyle Dubas himself, so don't tell anyone. Um, but, <laughs> anyways... Uh, that's all we got for this podcast. Uh, we will see you guys next episode. Go follow us on our social medias on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And we'll see you later. Bye, guys. Peace.